hey, Matt. Hello, man. Welcome. Hey, John. What tonight is it? I think it's Thursday, and it's... Plastic. Climate. Future.com. Yeah, we did it again. I mean, that's like, was that 10 or 11 times we've done it now? I mean, like I said, we're, we're better than cats. They only have nine lives. We've made it to 10 or 11. And, and, yeah. and we're getting better. I mean, believe it or not, Andrea, this is better, the jingle, than it was three times. <laughs> so that's where it's right. So all this, this is the baseline. From here, there's only one way. That's up. So, so Matt, you take it over. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Today, um, we're, again, Thursday night, uh, European, Central European time. So our usual time. And today we have someone from Portugal who is actually an hour behind um because that's uh yeah i i would say uk time for me but uh it's called differently i know and uh this is andrea canepa from net zero insights sitting now in lisbon right yes it is yes from lisbon yes <laughs> uh, yeah thanks thanks andrea for for being with us tonight um and uh yeah. you're definitely a representative of, of of this younger generation from from our point of view but you're also an entrepreneur uh and you're also um actively pursuing the quest for a more sustainable future so that's why uh the first question is why <laughs> tell yeah, us more yeah, like how did you get interested in the topic of sustainability and of course tell us more about your your background where you're coming from yeah yeah for sure that's uh okay again thank you very much for uh, having me here tonight first of all i want to say to myself that i have to speak slowly because i speak too fast <laughs> we, fact, we can we can, we are we are editing it afterwards we can slow no, it yeah, down. Yeah, no yeah, but again like <laughs> a, 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 we we We'll all try to slow. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's not easy for me. I speak really well. fast, so maybe. Yeah, I sorry, I see you. So, but yeah, fun fact about this is that uh, I was trying when I was a teenager. I was trying to look for a job in Italy, like a summer job. Yeah. I went to do some application for a big company in a sport uh, to, to work there as uh, as like uh, within the shop to advise customer. They say, how, what the hell, why are you speaking so fast? I answer, yeah, well, because I'm thinking very fast, you know, they never put me back <laughs> for the job, never. So that's why I have to pace myself. <laughs> but yeah, in any case, back to your question. So um, about my background, so very quickly about me, I am uh, Italian, I am 28 years old from a co from a city called Genova, northwest near France. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, basically, I am not, let's say, born in, in the sustainability domain industry, I would say. I started um, my, bachelor, my bachelor in economics, yeah, in Genova. Then I moved to Bologna to in Italy to study quant for, for method finance. Basically, it was called quantitative finance, math applied to finance, data programming, and stuff like that. I moved then to Hungary to work for uh, Morgan Stanley as a back-end uh, officer, I would say, like analyst. I was dealing with modern programming, lots of smart people there, not my jam. I mean, I wanted to do something for me, not really in sustainability in general, but something for me where I counted for myself and therefore more like on an entrepreneurial journey I wanted to, 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 yeah. to, to, to start. The thing is that I knew nothing, but like nothing, nothing, nothing. 
the, the, the nice thing about this is also that my colleagues and now co-founder Federico uh, was like on, on the same mood, like me on the same uh, wavelength, let's say. Both of us, at the end of the day, wanted to do something for ourselves. So for a couple of years, uh, I, I stayed there at Morgan Stanley, but with back of my mind, I said, let's do something. I mean, let, let, let's quit the job and let's do something. <laughs> and for me, it was not like really about sustainability again. It was more about let's do something in the entrepreneurship, you know, in the, yeah. as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then, I mean, step by step, by going on social media, especially, I discovered this trend on sustainability. I mean, mm -hmm. it was 2019. And to be honest, it was not as hot as today. I mean, I can tell the difference, even if it's like two or three years ago, I can tell that there is like a, a huge difference from now to, till then. Mm -hmm. And we start seeing all these cool hardware tech uh, innovation for energy, for, uh, for, for sure, but also in other domains. That, and we said, how about we create, I don't know, a place where we can support this, guys, this kind of entrepreneur by giving them resources, not only money, but also like uh, connecting them with people for mentoring, uh, like non-monetary research, you know, also time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing idea, zero business model behind it. And so we, could, <laughs> we had to pivot somehow, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, we said, okay, both of us are very skilled in data. Let's use our skills to create something out of this. So how about a huge database of uh, climate startup, climate SMEs that are developing cool technology product or service that has a positive impact on the environment. And from wow. there, we, Utopia was born. Utopia was uh, indeed net zero insight. Now we have rebranded and how so, because we have just closed our founding round with like amazing investors. And uh, yeah, so right now I'm here working as the CTO of the company. So I'm looking at the, the, the data, the data technology, the, the, the web technology around it. And so, yeah, developing the product. Also doing some business development as, uh, as a founder, I, I have to do that. But it's, I, I like that. So this wow. is me. This is my background. Uh, now, that's fascinating. I mean, that's really fascinating. I mean, uh, we'll get to it later, but, but uh, put a placeholder here. I mean, uh, uh, it, it may well, unless now is the time to, to ask the question. I mean, uh, I would be interested to to uh, to get an idea about what companies are in your database because most likely, uh, well, just out of curiosity, I'm, uh, with 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 the interest that, that I have and interest that Matt has, uh, my guess is is we we probably know some. Of the, who knows? Maybe some of them are in the pipeline to be on our podcast. So, so. No, no, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. I also may mention some name to 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 Matt actually. But yeah, so we, let me start from this. We define climate tech, uh, like climate tech, this space, uh, like um, uh, all the companies that has um, that has developed a technology, a product or a service with a positive impact on the environment, mm -hmm. reducing a negative one. This is very broad, but we wanted to be broad on purpose because at the end of the day, you can impact on the environment on several uh, on several levels. You know, so mm -hmm. energy, circular economy, food, agriculture, transportation, materials, yeah. uh, fintech. Yeah. We are encompassing everything. The idea is that you have to be a tech-driven company to be in our database. Uh, but yeah, this is what you can find. Of course, you don't tech. find companies like Tesla. You find more uh, smaller company in the private markets. Mm -hmm. yeah. And international, I guess, right? It's for now, it's only Europe. It's mm -hmm. only European-based. In a couple of months, in uh, May, we're going to set... Uh, May June we're going to go. We're going to expand our geography coverage to US and Canada, and by the end of the year, it's going to be worldwide. Because at the end of the day, climate tech is a worldwide game. It's not. Uh, wow. It's not for geographically focused. I am a corporation. I need to decarbonize. I have so much money. I don't give a damn if you are in the, in my country. If you are all around the world, I have my reach is 
everywhere. So we have to be there as too. Yeah. So now, now that you you have this background in actually data science and more economics, not like us nerds in the chemical sector and <laughs> material science sector. Um, like, let me ask a question: What do you think uh, digital digitization and digital technologies? Which role do they actually play for for sustainability and and how how do you see the role growing or or uh even i don't know dominating some of the fields uh that, that you see also from you know the, the space of the companies that 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 you are in touch with mm -hmm. no yeah uh, digital technology are paramount first of all for our society nowadays how it is structured but also for a climate tech i would say the thing about digital is that it's software you know so and in climate tech there is a lot of software think about uh, um all the fintech think about uh, the carbon accounting and reporting i mean it's it, life it's cycle everywhere, analysis you know? life cycle analysis energy software for monitoring consumption and stuff like that the the the, 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 the thing about this is that uh, software right now in climate attack is driving a lot of the investment you know because at the end of the day i mean scaling up a SaaS a software company is much easier as a with respect to scaling up a hardware company think about think about uh, and i want to mention this because SaaS, it's you mean safe you mean uh, software as service right yes yes but in general service i mean developing as a website is much easier than developing like a energy storage technology you know what I'm a real kid on the ground yeah exactly and so climate tech is driving a lot of investment there because it's less risky but at the end of the day if we want to transition we have to invest in hardware and hardware is much more risky. It has much more risk, but also the returns are going to be seen not tomorrow, in a few years from now. So we have also to be patient on that one. And we need to, I mean, we need to, I mean, I see a lot of deceit investing in hardware, but the great majority is for me still on software because it's a safer investment. And I am talking as an entity insight, which we are a software company at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm acknowledging this. For instance, I want to mention like a, a cool hardware technology that I am in love with, and this is what also inspired me to go to in, in, in climate attack also. Are you are you guys familiar with Climeworks? Climeworks is a Swiss-based company that is creating basically um, a technology to suck CO2 out of the air. You don't need to, to be near like... Uh, uh, what is the name of the company again? Climeworks, Swiss-based company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I think I may have seen some profile of them on, on the on media. But they are so famous. They're like, yeah, like one of yeah. the biggest company in 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 in, in yeah. the in, in that yeah. space. And the thing is that you don't even have to be near like a, a polluting firm. You can be yeah. anywhere you like. They have just closed a founding round of six hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. the, this week. So this is a technology that in thirty years from now is going to be paramount. You know because we need still to suck out everything from the atmosphere in order to maintain that net zero equilibrium. But this is a technology that right now is super risky. It's not yet there, you know, at this maturity. But it's going to pay you in 2050, it's going to pay you off all the money that uh, investors has, has, has put there. Mm -hmm. You know, so it is what it is. But yeah. hardware is, is the way to go, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we live, I mean, well, we live in a world, we still live in a material world, you know, I mean, uh, the software equipment, uh, or the, you know, the software wouldn't be there without the hardware and vice versa. Of course, of course, of course. So, but, but indeed, when it comes to, you know, well, uh, well, uh, the, well, the issue of, of, uh, of investment, I mean, indeed, uh, the, the intensity of, of investment when you were, yeah, putting kid on the ground is, 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 you know, is, is a lot more, 
you know, greater and, and uh, there's a lot more risk, you know. <laughs> what I think is that, of course, you need you need to kind of interlink these digital technologies more and more with the hardware, so to speak, also in the material world and in the what where where we come from from the plastics world, because you need to create the data to actually visualize and and understand the impact that you do have when producing materials, when using those materials, especially plastics, and then we, we just mentioned also LCAs, in order to identify those leverage points that, that, that we have to tackle the, the, the pollution problems, but also to assess, and that's, this is something that we discussed already a couple of times, assess, uh, um, yeah, assess the real value of these materials, because now uh, we, we need to have this long-term vision that we have, what's going to happen in 30 years when we continue like this, and that's not going to work without uh, yeah, the, the capability of digital technologies that, that help us uh, understand the complexity also. Mm -hmm. um, and do you have, do you have uh, lots of uh, material-focused or, or plastic-related startups uh, with, uh, which, which would come to your mind uh, when... Uh, no, yeah, yeah, there are, there are many, actually. Yeah, there are many. I would say that there are, if I can say, like, there can be like two trends regarding plastic. One is like about cleaning, you know, like uh, take all the plastic from the ocean, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the street. A startup like this is Plastic Fisher from Germany, if I'm not wrong. One other mm -hmm. one is uh, river cleaning that basically are developing some turbines to catch the plastic before it goes uh, on the ocean from the rivers. Yeah. But also the nice thing here, there are also a lot of new companies in new materials like developing bioplastics and, 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 mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. To be honest, about material science, I have to say that I'm not an expert, and it's very hard. I mean, it's very hard as as, as an industry to to note. I, I have to say this, but in any case, in any case, yeah, I, there are there is like an interesting company in Italy. I know uh, it's not exactly plastic, but it's in my opinion, it's relevant. So, uh, are you guys familiar with Tetra Pak, right? The the the, yeah. the the material that you use for the juice. Okay, it's super hard if not impossible to recycle so this guy from italy called ecoplast steven that you have created basically a technology to separate all the components and recycle the tetra pack uh -huh. in let's say little plastic dots that they can that can that little plastic pieces that they can like that can be like molded together into chairs into into ashtrays into whatever you want and this mm -hmm. company is really nailing because mm -hmm. i mean they have like a patent just them to, to do this and nobody mm -hmm. else has mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. what, what was the name again eco plastim eco plastim p-l-a-s-t-i-n yeah. E I N. Yeah, but it's interesting yeah. that you mentioned this. I, I I think you you just mentioned the trend that it is going. Yeah. Yeah. To in the innovation, so that's that's I think interesting from our point of view is like yeah. what kind of Absolutely. material startups pop out when we ask this question, and you say on one hand it's it's taking care of the consequences, so like cleaning up, recycling. The other one is preventing. Yeah. Yeah, and the other one is preventing um and developing new materials and new solutions and uh, that's something that we also discussed already with with a couple of representatives from the from the recycling sector but also new new material bio biopolymer companies that um <laughs> this is a real transition now in the entire material industry as well 
And I mean, you see how how digitization is actually driving that. <laughs> so no, that's, that's, that's like, yeah. Yeah. I think these days, uh, uh, you know, on the one hand, you know, di you know, define digitization to to a layman like like myself in this sense. But it's like if you're talking about, you know, you know, technology involving bits and bytes, you, you don't have to make spend 20 minutes to make the argument to the chemical industry. <laughs> they know that, you know, yeah. you know. So 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 I mean, I think what's more interesting about digitization these days is 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 getting into AI getting into big data, getting into how you deal with complexity of, of, uh, of supply chains and feedstocks and et cetera, et cetera, you know, <laughs> so mm -hmm. just a, that's yeah, yeah, that's a good observation. Yeah. You mentioned it like the, the, this tracking the supply chain is paramount because if you want circularity, you need to understand exactly where everything has been sourced, how everything has been brought from one place to the other and tracking. There, is, mm -hmm. there are a lot of software doing that with AI. See, mm -hmm. Kuli, there is another company. I don't remember the name, to be honest. But yeah, it's those are great example of digitalization in 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 the in the yeah. in the in the, in the climate sphere. I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. How do you I see? Mean, it's so cool to see all this technology being applied to solve uh, these problems. Over to you, Matt. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And 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 how do you see? Because I mean, obviously, you have to also deal with the data to 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 run your business because <laughs> it depends also on the data. How do you see the data transparency at the moment? Because especially if you want to track supply chains, you you really have to rely on also the the stakeholders in the entire value chain to 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 be open and transparent um and you probably also have to get your data somehow do you see that there is a, a change in transparencies since the topic is becoming more and more important or is it still difficult to get access to i mean data? what again what can i tell you about this i i cannot speak for the supply chain thing because i i, I wouldn't I would know that but in my opinion right now is the key thing also it's like measuring impact like measuring the climate mm -hmm, impact mm -hmm. if you can measure you can handle it you know yeah. and there, uh, you can manage it and right now it's super hard why is that because uh, there is no there is no there is not one unified way to do that there mm -hmm. are several ways and therefore several methodology but if I don't know as a user of the data how that index has been computed, how what are the assumptions, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I cannot really do nothing with that. Yeah. And that's why we really, at the, at the Net Zero Insights, we really believe that uh, everything that we do has to be transparent. I mean, our users know exactly uh, mm -hmm. our methodology to compute the climate impact on our startup, what how we categorize stuff. That's paramount, but also it's like scientific, you know, it's like following a scientific approach, because if you disclose it, you, you make clear, you, you, you clarify your assumption. I mean, people can challenge you, people can understand how you do it, but also it's kind of science based. It's not that we are hiding something. It's for me, data transparency. I'm not saying that everything has to be open source free for everyone. We're talking about transparency. Here it's, it's the key, again, especially for measuring impact, to be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's also part of our credo. Like in the end, if you want to create trust, you have to be transparent. And also we have to have a discussion which is science-based. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's that I yeah, in, indeed. Indeed. But coming back, I mean, you you bring up a little bit our pillars, Matt, implicitly. I mean, just uh, circling back to a little bit uh, earlier in the beginning, 
when, when, when you were talking, uh, Andre, about, you know, getting into this and saying, hey, you know, I didn't I didn't jump into this like saying, hey, I want to find something in sustainability. You were looking for an opportunity. It sounded like a business opportunity. You're looking for a market trend. That's what you said. Uh, I find that cool. You know, I find that cool because uh, uh, it, it, it's kind of uh, you just told the story of uh, that me and Matt are, are, are saying is important. That is, uh, you know, sustainability implementation, solving these problems uh, require uh, a certain business minded approach too. looking for opportunities. This needs mm-hmm. to be viable. So, mm-hmm. so uh, just regarding our pillars, uh, you, you hit that at the very beginning. And I think that that's really cool. So. But that's if I can jump on on that one. That's super interesting. I mean, if I started from this from with this with this mind, let's say, yeah. right now I'm kind of rationalizing everything, you know. And at the end of the day, I am very, I would say, also lucky to be in this in, in this in the climate industry. I would say. Mm-hmm. But what I, right now I have also developed a credo, and that's also why I wake up every morning with a smile to work on net zero insight. Yeah. I really think that uh, what drives change in our society right now. Of course, we have government, we have we have citizens, I love them. But it's company for me. And let me tell you why. Because at the end of the day, if we create company, so I study economics, they told me a company, the objective is to do what? Profit. Oh, fuck it. No, that, that's not true. If we can make, if that's for me, and that's again, 20 years, 28 years old speaking here, because for instance, some okay. people doesn't, you know, <laughs> that's not true because if we can find like, a company that has a, that has a core business with an impact, then you can make money, but also making a positive impact in the world. Yeah. Let's talk about again climbers. Let's talk, let's talk about all the climate companies that I have in my database. That by making an impact, by making the world better, they're making money. You know, and this is what, in my opinion, will change will change the world. And that's also why I'm so positive for the future. My generation, maybe you know, the, the, the one before. I mean, we, we see that. We see that right now. I don't want to go to work to only make money, but I want to change something. And if a company has this mission to follow on, well, we're going to change everything. And this is not only in climate; this is also in social justice, social social impact. That, that's great. And I I want to build companies that zero insight and much more to follow that has this credo, this mission, because we can change stuff. But a company is sustainable, self-sustainable. It's standardizable. It can be repeatable. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. It's a key. Mm-hmm. It's a key to change for me. Yeah, man. I tell you what. I, I mean, this is genuinely inspiring. Matt knows I get really inspired by this. You know, you're 28 years old. My son is 28 years old. Uh, so, so that shows you. You know, uh, and I'm only like 35. So, how did that? Happen? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> technology, technology. No, no uh, but but really, just so inspiring uh, and so important. And 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 just to echo a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, I can say, and I can put hand on heart, you know, and, and say that that I know I know people in the industry, the chemical industry, or associated, related, et cetera, uh, seeking to solve problems in, in the chemical industry, and more specifically in in, in the, the world that, that that Matt and I have a lot of time in plastics. Uh, they they you know, uh, on the one hand, you, you can be kind of a, a say, who cares? Whether they're motivated by their ideals or like what they you know, or or they're motivated by their business model, because both of them are coming together now, you know, uh, and, and and I'm convinced. I, I'm not. I don't convinced is not even the right word. I, I just know uh, that that there are these people, many of them, the, the leaders out there that are making certain things happen to a certain part of this, you know. Uh, this value chain uh, called plastics value chain uh, mm-hmm. to solve problems is really genuinely uh, 
I mean, you know, they may be 20, 25, 30 years older than you and your generation, but, but they, they are tuned in. I mean, seriously. So anyway, that's great. That's great. Yeah. I, 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 I love this very also personal statement from you, I think. Um, and, and I would just, uh, jump on this one and say, uh, like, when I ask you now, what is your personal view on plastics, <laughs> on the plastic <laughs> pollution? Like, how how do you experience this? Like, do you see it as a big problem, or yeah. do you care, or is yeah. something that you hear in the media? Yeah, and you can exclude latex if you want. Just every every other plastic <laughs> besides latex. Okay? Got it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So yeah. So so I have to tell you guys that. Uh, I've been living in Portugal since almost three years now, but I am not living in Lisbon. I am living in a small, small, small city near the ocean. So in this last part of my life, I'm not really, I don't really see this. Like I don't see the plastic pollution, like where I go, you know, if you're maybe in a big city, you can see it. But in any case, in any case, I, I, I also on, I mean, it's, it's a problem. It's a problem. If it's not, even if it's not like affecting me, like a, right now in this place it's a problem that is affecting the whole world at the end of the day and and, and the, the, the thing here is that i also think that it's kind of an educational issue you know i have the fortune to have like a family that gave me values about this about recycling about i mean doing your doing your part i was also a boy scout i have to tell you this so again the educational part for me it's paramount on my side, of course, I try also to minimize, like uh, when I go to the supermarket and stuff like that. But again, there is an impact. I mean, I, I, I am a human being, so I'm making like a negative impact on, on that. And what is very scary for me about, and this is something that there is also, I mean, media has been talking a lot about this. It's the microplastic things, right? And I am no expert on that one. Right now, they're finding it everywhere, in bodies, in fishes, in everywhere. That uh, That's very scary for me because at the end of the day, I mean, we are going to eat that. I don't know. But yeah, uh, back to your back to your question. I living in this small small city. I don't really feel it as a as a, a daily issue. But I am well aware that it is out there and uh, it needs to be addressed. And that's also why again we have a lot of companies that are doing this again mm -hmm. as business model. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, ben, and do you see this as a problem like? Uh, that is regional or in, in certain societies or is it rather something that you experience on a global scale with uh, which we have to also tackle on a global scale and and we have to you know the government should realize that that it's not a national issue but it's rather something that has to be yeah tackled from from a, from a much broader perspective in the end than, than what's happening now or do you think like countries themselves can can do it yeah in on a national level i mean that's a tough question to be honest <laughs> to answer in, in my opinion we can have another one like if you want no 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 no, no. I, I want to answer this one again probably it's not going to be like illuminating but i want to give you my two cents the idea here is that uh, for me the, the like the main takeaway is that union makes the, the force this is kind of an italian italian saying but at the end of the day if we fight alone this problem, I mean, this problem is affecting everyone and uh, in every part of the world in each country. Of course, a country can have its own policy to 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 to, to tackle this problem. But how about we have a common policy? And here I'm I'm, I'm also referring to European Union, for instance. I'm a great fan of European Union, to be honest. The idea here is that 
how about we have like a, a, a unite response for this? Maybe we're not ready to be honest, I think. We're like other issues that right now are, are affecting us. But in any case, in my opinion, if you can tackle this problem in a systematic way and unite the effect, like our result would, you, would be much greater. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and do you experience simply the difference between policies or, or also attitudes from governments? Because you, you obviously Italian, but uh, you live in Portugal. Do you, is there a difference between those two countries, for example? I, I, I think that we are pretty similar as country, to mm -hmm. be honest. Italy also is very well known for its amazing political <laughs> system and, uh, and the politicians, I would say. And amazing but, politicians, uh, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think that here, like in terms of like difference between the two countries, not really. They are kind of the same mm -hmm. wavelength. I, I'm not mm -hmm. saying like this in a bad way, of course, but um, yeah, the, the, the thing is that I think that uh, here and probably here also because it's a capital, people are much more aware. And also mm -hmm. because probably it's like, like, it's my industry. I mean, I connect with people that are kind of like-minded, but they're super aware in what they eat, in what they eat, in how they eat, you know, because it's packaging and stuff or, uh, or, or like recycling and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So here yeah. I see this awareness that maybe in my city, yeah. which is like smaller, I would say, I didn't yeah. see. Mm -hmm. And you know, I mean, go on. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, uh, so something that, that I've observed uh, over, over the past uh, uh, year or so, uh, and uh, I've talked about this with Matt on occasion, and it's out there somewhere in some stuff, you know, uh, uh, and that that is, you know, uh, the, the younger generation, and, and this I'll put, you know, you, know, you I would say that, but but more so in this case, uh, the, 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 the kids, young, you know, you're not a kid, young people, young people, people that are in, in, in uh, elementary school and, young, and younger years, I mean, they're growing up where this is just a it, it's just reflex for them to 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 be more uh, sustainable uh, in their in their choices. Sometimes without even knowing it, you know, oh, subconsciously, that's and that's really really good. That that really is happening, and that's uh, that's very important and, and uh, bodes well for the future. You know, that's that, that's why also I'm positive for the future. But also, like people, when now they are looking for a job, they are asking how your company is sustainable, and not only to me, but in general. Yeah. I mean. They don't want to go to work for a big corporation. I mean, they also want to. I mean, they want to have an impact. They, they are asking, okay, what are the policies, internal policies about diversity, about social inclusion, about climate change? And this is great because there is an awareness now, especially mm -hmm. in the younger generation, that it's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, then, and then going back to the business side, and this is, I think, really your 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 seems to be where you really have your your stronger muscles. That's you my know? that's my that, that's yeah. My and that would be like you know uh, uh, just you know, and I'm I'm more of a technical nerd in a way, but but also getting into the the business side. Some uh, you know what what what's really really important is to to to, to stress. Uh, is 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 we talk about here in Europe the Green Deal, the circular economy, and once again Matt talks. You know this is especially circular economy, economy uh, meaning jobs, meaning Green Deal jobs, meaning good jobs. Uh, I mean this is really really uh, uh, why it's so important that that you're out there, uh, people like you are out there with skill sets like you. To, to uh, hook this up uh, to help make it happen. So, okay, yeah. I've been I've been back. And then you. and then the technology. Mm. Of yeah, course. Sorry. Yeah, and, and and then you're kind of like showing the example, the technology that actually allows this connection and then this interchange, mm -hmm. interdisciplinary interchange. Because of course, mm -hmm. those companies which which are are part of of your um, that's your insights um, database, 
they they some of them they just get to know each other through being on the on the same database or through mm-hmm. having the possibility to actually mm-hmm. check for partnerships mm-hmm. and stuff like that. No, yeah, no, 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 that's true. And 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 that's that's, that's this awareness is amazing. Um, I I just have one more question because I know uh, Portugal quite well and uh, I uh, I know that Lisbon is also known for. Um, it's a green startup capital of Europe or something like this. Um, do you see, do, do you feel it if you're there? Yeah. Like, do you, do you really, because you already said like people are pretty aware, you know, when buying food, the, 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 the packaging yeah. topic and. Let's start from this. I love Portugal. I love Lisbon. I love the people here. They smile at you, even if they don't know you, they are so welcoming. And that's why also I don't feel like uh, coming from abroad. I mean, I mean, I really like staying here. You know, there is a great mood. Business-wise, let's talk about that. Now, <laughs> okay. I think we're going to have to be careful with here. <laughs> we have to edit some of this out. We don't want to start any wars within Europe. Yeah. No, no, of course. Okay, I mean, but, 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 but the idea is that if you compare it, Lisbon with uh, Berlin, Paris, but mm. also, I mean, London, but also the Nordic city, like the Nord- <laughs> like Copenhagen. I mean, it's much different. I mean, there are more business oriented and there are more aware, aware in my opinion, but in, in a business sense. I mean, what I'm saying here is that if you read like the articles about what are the hottest startup apps uh, in, in Europe, you, you see this one. I don't think so, to be honest. I don't think so. I mean, there is a great potential here, but we are not yet there. Why we came to Lisbon then with Nelson Insight? Yeah, well, well, we came here because uh, in 2020, uh, in 2020, Lisbon was the capital of green in Europe, and this for me it was done by the European Union to boost it a bit more. Mm. Also, we had some partners here that we connected to that now we're working with. But at the end of the day, I mean, sometimes I am lacking the the, the startup scenery to be honest, and also the climate startup scenery. If I go to Paris, I mean, also for a couple of days there is like uh, a meetup for startups, a meetup for climate startups. Here, I don't really find it. Mm-hmm. Again, this is an opportunity. Somebody should organize this kind of thing because that ecosystem-wise, it's, it's great. So yeah, I we are kind of missing that part. But nevertheless, I would know. I would. I mean, I'm staying in Lisbon. I'm super happy about this. We're changing office right now. We're expanding the team. So this is where we're gonna stay. Mm-hmm. But if I have to be honest, this is this these are this is my view about the city. So all the listeners make more climate meetups, uh, climate startup meetups in Lisbon now. That's very yeah. They, That's the people idea. are cool and uh, the weather most of the time, right? Yeah, it's but again, stuff. I was talking about uh, last month. I was talking with a client. He told me, "Yeah, I'm in Lisbon. Okay, yeah, we should meet. But uh, where also I can go for a climate startup meetup?" So, uh, I said, uh, "Yeah, maybe here. I'm not sure. Yeah, because maybe there are not that many. But again, somebody has somebody has to." stand up and, and organize something because and probably we're going to be asked also i'm not saying nothing yeah, yeah. here but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's guys lisbon is a great place to live it's a great yeah, place yeah. to have a business it's it so i'm not complaining i'm just that's yeah, it yeah. yeah yeah no worries man yeah. no uh, i was just uh, because it, it like kind of connects to our to our theme of of sustainability and, and climate and, and and the positive climate impact um, yeah. And and I was just wondering because it, it I knew that it has this uh, opinion or or image of being a green uh, climate positive uh, startup capital. Well, um, I think I think uh, we learned a lot tonight. Um, yeah. And uh, I really also love this this uh, dive into the 
potential and motivation and attitudes of the young generation that you just Indeed. gave us. It was really great. Super stuff, um, <laughs> yeah. And one thing in the end, which which we always have, is is our plastic climate future playlist, which is on Spotify. So uh -huh. I have, uh, or I already asked you this question: like we need one, two, or even three songs <laughs> that you would put on this playlist that are kind of connecting either to you or or to our mission. Yeah. Did yeah, you think about it? Guys, I think a lot about it, to be honest. But I, 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 yeah, that's, that's what I people always say. This is the toughest question. So this is very cool. <laughs> I can give you, I can give you, uh, I can give you books, but songs. I mean, uh, right now I'm looking at my playlist on Spotify. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like this, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest. I'm not sure. Can I, can I, can I maybe think about that and come back sure, to you? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. You, you've just given us an idea. We, we may need to start a, a, a plastic climate future reading list too, yeah.